Welcome to Running Down the Clock, where we break down all of this week's big news, events, and controversies from the National Football League. Over the next 45 minutes, we will give you basic fan perspective and opinion on the most important stories and moments happening now. So, let's start the clock. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Running Down the Clock. I'm Tyler Walzak. I'm here with Buya Raisi. Um, week three is in the books, and... Kind of the only thing I know about it is uh, Taylor Swift. I think the NFL is in its ter- Taylor Swift era. Oh, that was the main point of coverage for all NFL media this week. Was it's everything. Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. I mean, we talked about it a little bit last week, but we talked about it like in passing about how, hey, they might be dating. She goes to the You're- game. She goes to one game and it, everything in the whole fucking world now is about t- Taylor Swift. Do you remember what my point when we talked about in passing was? No, but I'd like to hear it again for everyone who's listening. Now, I, I don't female care. Listeners I don't have. care. I, know. I don't care. Well, here's the thing that makes this is okay. So it's good for football. Taylor Swift being involved with football is good for football. There's no doubting that it's going to bring a wider audience for however many games she's dating this guy for. The problem is uh, I'm worried that Travis Kelsey is going to get annoying. And everything about Travis Kelsey is going to get annoying. You know what I mean? Like there's times where like a lot of people hate Tom Brady because he's just so good that everyone just talks highly of him all the time. And it's fucking annoying. Um, Like all these athletes that are like LeBron James, I hate him, but it's because everybody always talks so highly of him and it's just in your face all the time. I'm worried that Taylor Swift is going to make Travis Kelsey an unlikable guy. And he was lovable before. Right. Like I don't want to hear. I want to hear about Travis Kelsey t- touchdowns, like catching touchdowns. I don't want to hear about where he is on his dates with Taylor Swift. It, I don't care about that. I couldn't care less. Um, but they, his jerseys, he sold for his jersey sales went up four hundred percent. Like so, all these girls, everywhere you go, Puya, you're going to be seeing Travis Kelsey I know. jerseys everywhere on uneducated, uneducated football people that are going to every once in a while say something, and you'll be like, shut, shut the fuck up, shut the so, fuck up. I think it's a non-story as long as he plays well. If it doesn't affect his play, it doesn't matter. That's always the thing with people's personal life. If it doesn't affect the on-field product, there really doesn't matter. But I heard think, one of the wildest don't, conspiracy I, theories. You sent this to me. This made this drove me up the wall hearing that. <laughs> yeah, you love the good conspiracy. This one is so stupid. It's like, just tell everybody. Tell everybody what you heard. So I love a good NFL conspiracy, and that's what this show This is the NFL Conspiracy Podcast with me, hosted by me, featuring Tyler now. We're kind of doing a transition. <laughs> that it's a put-together relationship for mutual benefits. And as you said, look at already his jersey sales have gone up, right? So they can date, and it, it exposes the NFL to a wider audience. Travis Kelsey builds up his brand. He sells more jerseys. He gains popularity. That side of the conspiracy makes great sense for Travis Kelsey. The the Taylor Swift side of the conspiracy didn't really make any sense, but I'll leave that up to the uh, the audience, is that apparently she's a Philadelphia Eagles fan. She's from Philly, yep. So the Eagles lost to the Chiefs last year. Last year in the Super Bowl, yes, that is correct. Yeah, yeah. so the benefit is that... Uh, Travis Kelsey will sit out the game if they somehow meet again. Well, that's the ridiculous part. 
is so always ridiculous. Conspiracy. If they were facts and proven, these conspiracies, they're strictly for entertainment value. If they're all proven, they would be facts. They wouldn't be presented as these tinfoil hat conspiracies. They're strictly for entertainment value. The only conspiracy I liked about this Taylor Swift thing was that she was hiding in that popcorn, that giant popcorn box. Did you see that video? I didn't know. There's like um, there's a million guards outside that suite that she was standing in. And then after the game, this massive person-sized popcorn, like um Oh, that's how she exited. Yeah. Yeah, how she exited was through like the popcorn box. I actually believe it to be true. I think she was Was there popcorn in? Well, it was a big gray like box. It was like a like something you pack a speaker in and take on the road with you. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like one of those big travel boxes. I don't know what they're called. Um They're called road cases. Road case. It's and she was in there. That's that's the coolest conspiracy theory about this weekend. But I mean, this is Travis Kelsey is going to get annoying to me if everybody only talks about Taylor Swift. I, can tell I, I think right we're now. I think we're annoying right now talking about it. I, I agree. hate that we're let's talking move about it. let's move on then. We had to talk about it a little bit because the whole world's talking about it. And if we have any female listeners that are just new to the program, then they'll want to hear this Taylor. Can Swift I can stuff. I segue us? May I segue us? Please, um, please. Somebody else that you're probably tired of talking about. Zach Wilson. I am tired of talking. Are you about tired Zach of talking Wilson. about him? Are yeah. you tired of watching him? Are you tired think, of the whole narrative here? I think everybody in the whole world is. Wow, it's got to be very frustrating to be a Jets fan going into five months of hype around Aaron Rodgers and how you're going to the Super Bowl to then have to watch Zach Wilson play quarterback for your New York Jets again and and not know and also know that the coach is backing him and the team seems to be backing him. Um, but nobody else is like everybody else wants him gone. They're not doing anything to help him out. So they went out today and they signed Trevor Simeon. What? Trevor, you, I know that you can name five people off the top of your head right now. That would be better signing than Trevor Simeon. I, yeah, I, I don't think he is the answer to a Super Bowl berth. But as I said before, and I think it's even more apparent now. You have to basically, you know, go with anybody other than Zach Wilson. This guy must be. Uh, his confidence is shattered. Oh yeah, 100%. like the whole narrative of like we're they're pick grasping at straws here, trying to get any other quarterback other than him. It just shows that there's a complete lack of faith in him, which is justified. I mean, he's not doing it. He's not NFL ready. He needs no. development. Right? He was cowering. You, you, I think you sent me the video of him sacking yeah. himself, like just basically giving up on a play. Yeah. Um, not acceptable, especially if you're in Zach Wilson's position. If you're winning the game and you're just like, fuck, this play's broken, then sure, lay down. But you're this guy's fighting for his career. Fighting for your career. Nobody else is picking exactly. him up after this. No. And I, I can see the offense in the dressing room. If you're, if you are on the New York Jets, if you're the offense, sure. Pump him up, but then behind closed doors, be like, we need somebody, we need somebody, we need somebody, we need somebody. To his face, be like, no, you're a guy, you're a guy. But if I was the defensive player on the New York Jets, I would be screaming at practice like, are you fucking kidding me? This is the guy? This is the guy we're going with. Are you kidding me? Well, like, I, I think they, at some I think point, the whole team understands, though. This what do they is, understand? This like, is not the guy that we're going with. This is the guy we're stuck with. But can't, Who can they what do you realistically mean? pick up just out of nowhere? Philip Rivers. Does he, Yeah, but... So you saw the Matt Ryan thing. Carson Wentz. You saw the Matt Ryan thing, right? Matt Ryan. Trade for Matt Kirk Ryan Cousins. Openly stated, Matt, Matt Ryan openly stated that he's like, I didn't ever express interest. Even though the media reports said that he reached out to them, he said, I'm I'm done. I'm happy where I am. 
I don't believe that any, I think the only quarterback that reached out to them was Kaepernick. Yeah, I don't know don't if know anybody like goes and calls the nobody like as a quarterback. I don't think anybody, unless you're super desperate, which let's say Kaepernick is, he wants to get back in the game so I can see him doing this. But like Matt Ryan's not going to, I'm going to reach out to the Jets and say, I want to play. Like they're going to reach out to people. They are going to make the first move for sure. They're the ones in the desperate situation. Matt Ryan's not in a desperate situation right now. He's got a sweet gig in the booth. Yeah. He's, he's old. He's, he's I think old. that. I think that if the Vikings lose one or two more games, if they're 0 5, they trade Kirk Cousins. Because yeah. they can't do it right now at 0 3, because technically their season is still like it's not broken yet. But if if they're 0 5, season's over, call it quits. But you can't give up at 0 3. But 0 5, you can probably start thinking about trading Kirk Cousins to the, the Jets, get some more draft picks, maybe take Zach Wilson back, see how he does in the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. Now, is there any sort of sympathy for Zach Wilson in the situation? Hear me out. Hear me out. In the situation that obviously (laughs) we didn't like his arrogant attitude last year, but this year was going to be his development year. Like he had actually a good opportunity to sit behind Aaron Rodgers and learn. That was kind of the plan. Yeah. So that fell apart for him too, right? Like that was going to be his good NFL opportunity to sit behind one of the game's best learn and develop his game from learning from Rogers. He has to get that opportunity. Yeah. He has to be just as upset about Aaron Rodgers getting hurt as everybody else. Because Because as much as I'm sure he he wants to play. Yeah. He wants to play. Sitting behind Aaron Rodgers would have extended his NFL career. Because I think it's like, it's more or less over for him. Yeah. Whatever happens this year, I just, I think it's kind of over for him unless some way he finds a way to turn around his game. He's I don't know think he's ever going to get the opportunity to prove himself again even if he does develop. He'll get invited to um NFL camps. He'll get invited as like a practice squad guy. Um because we'll look at like Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen was drafted 2 overall to the the Cardinals and then didn't play a game, sucked. They gave up on him. Another team picked him up. Then they gave up on him and then another team over like 5 year period. So He'll get a chance to be sit and learn somewhere. Like Mitch Trubisky's still I, on the team. Like I, I, I agree. There is the um the Nathan Petermans, the Josh Rosens. Yeah. But again, these guys were the narratives for them were different. They weren't on good teams, teams with all this hype. The situation with Zach Wilson is his team was expecting deep playoff runs, Super Bowl contention, possibly. And now it's basically everybody's pointing the finger. Well, it's clearly all your fault. Everybody else in the team is good. You're the one holding us back. With Aaron Rodgers, we had this great narrative that we could potentially go all the way. The only problem is you, Zach Wilson. Nobody else is a problem. You are what's holding this team back. The offensive line is a little bit of a problem. Sure. But, but I mean, I mean he's Aaron Rodgers. He's the narrative is he's getting all the blame. A thousand percent, and it's tough not to when you're. Well, that's the shitty thing about being a quarterback is when things are great, you're the hottest guy in the world. When things are shitty, you're taking all the blame. Like that's the that's the nature of the position. But hey, you saw that thing with uh, Geno Smith, the highlight with Geno Smith, kind of no. boosting up one of his uh, receivers. No, I didn't see that. Tell me. About well, that. he was just telling him. He's like, listen, man, don't worry about it. Keep your head in the game. If it didn't go well, that's on me. That's not on you. He's like, again, he's taking all the blame. He's telling the guys, the receivers, you know, keep your head in the game. Just do your thing and catch. If it doesn't go well, it's my fault. It's not your fault. Yeah. I mean, I very much do like Geno Smith. I know I would, I gave up on him in the beginning of this year, 
Um, he did torch the Lions, but uh, his character is in that. But he's a veteran. That's that comes from age and experience, right? Like that type of stuff. Zach Wilson is not going to be able to like. Well, here's the thing: he could Zach Wilson in ten years could be Geno Smith. Okay, let's switch over to some of uh, some of the games this week because it was like here's the shitty thing about the Taylor Swift stuff is that it was an exciting like first um, round of games this weekend. Um, huge upsets, huge upsets. Uh, do you want to talk about the afternoon Dallas Arizona game first? Because that's probably the biggest upset, right? Yes, like, that was the big one. Nobody saw that. I think um, if people were in a survival or a suicide um, um, league. There was, I think, Baltimore getting taken out, Dallas getting taken out, and um, Jaguars losing. I think that probably got rid of half of the half of the teams in your your leagues. It it definitely did in my league, and I even told my buddy take Kansas City, and for some reason he didn't think that Chicago was the worst team over the past couple seasons, and he chose to go against me on it, and he took Dallas. And afterwards, I was just gloating in his face. I was like, "Listen, what the fuck are you doing?" Like, I told. Well, doesn't you. it seem like a safe pick going in? Does Dallas not seem like a safe pick? It it didn't seem like a bad pick, but when I told you take Kansas City over Chicago in Kansas City, that's a but, safer pick. But don't you have to remember that you can only pick team once, pick a team each once each each. But you gotta year. live. You gotta live to the next week to to make well, that. Yeah, that's the exact. You gotta it. survive. That's exactly it. Um. I, I, how worried should we be about the Jaguars? Because we love the Jaguars. We do, but back to Dallas. Okay. Um, okay. Do you think do <laughs> we you don't think... love the Jaguars that much? No, no, no. I mean, we we opened on one subject. Let's close it before we move on. Right. Um. Do you think that was a game? It seemed to me that was a game where Dallas walked in thinking they were going to win because they are just high, right? Like they're crushing teams the past few weeks, and now they're playing arguably the worst opponent out of the first three weeks. Yep. And they just underestimated them. A thousand they came percent. out to play because th- that's a team with the back against the wall. They got nothing to prove. They got everything to 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 gain, nothing to lose. Right? Yeah. They're written well, off. They don't have their star QB. They got a brand new head coach. They don't really have star power and players. They overlooked them for sure. It's one of those games where you go in. You say, this is the worst team in the league. Let's just get through this one without any injuries, and we'll go on and yeah. play next week's team. Um. But those are often the games that the teams lose. Like, huh. like this is this is the NFL. Like everybody is a professional. Everybody deserves to be there for a reason. Like, like the Cardinals are going to go out every game and try to win. Um. So like if you're on, if you're the best team and you still take a seat back and and take it easy for a week, the other team is still full of professionals that are going to come out and and try to win. Did you see Micah Parsons' podcast where he said I'm throwing darts at uh, Joshua Dobbs all all day? No, I didn't see that. So he said he he came out on the on his podcast like Friday or something. He's like, all I know is that I got Josh Dobbs on the dartboard, and every day I'm just looking at him and throwing darts at him. And then Cardinals win. Not do it. But Cardinals <laughs> win, and Joshua Dobbs goes on like Twitter, or TikTok, or something, and he's just out there dodging darts. It's I love very, that. It's very funny. I, I actually kind of like Dobbs. Um, his personality is coming out in social media. He also went to the Arizona Cardinals like store in the in the stadium and tried to buy a Joshua Dobbs jersey. They didn't have any. Also, a very funny thing that he put on there. Yeah, really. Yeah, I very much am starting to like Dobbs. I, Kyler Murray, That's I hilarious. can give or take, but Dobbs, I'm I'm starting to because he also has nothing to lose. Right, he's just out there like he can literally just go out there and have fun. 
He has nothing to lose. He was signed to the team two weeks before the season started. Yeah. Well, he was a backup somewhere else. He was, he was a backup in Cleveland. Yeah. 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 So backup in no, Cleveland. No, it's good. I mean, I, and to say for Michael Parsons, I'm sorry, but your defense, maybe not him particularly, but the defense did not come through. No, they, they did didn't not. play like the same defense. They lost their one of their better. So Micah Parsons is obviously the best player on that defense. They lost Trayvon Diggs, um, who is their yeah, best corner. Yeah, ACL injury, which is never good. Um, you don't want to wish injury to anybody, but definitely changed the the mindset of that defense, especially going into a team a game they thought they were going to win. Um, okay, can we talk about our Jaguars now? We can talk about the Jaguars. What a disappointment that is to yeah. lose to another team that. That you think you, like you'd be able to win, CJ Stroud and the Texans beat the Jaguars. Like they didn't even beat them. Beat them by twenty points. Oh yeah, they weren't in that game. were not in that game at all. It's like one touchdown, one interception. Trevor Lawrence, ATN only eighty-eight yards. Um, Calvin Ridley had a huge first week. He's not playing very strong right now. Um, this AFC South is up for grabs. I think the Colts are in first place. Yeah, the Colts are in first place, the two and one in the AFC South. That was another upset. Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew came up. Did you see the highlights or watch the game for that Baltimore game? Um, I saw the end of the game controversy. That should have been a um pass interference. Yeah. Like, how do you mess that up? Like it was blatant pass interference. The Colts, I would say, didn't deserve to win that game. Baltimore shouldn't have been that close to the Colts, but the Colts didn't deserve to win that game either. No, but it was pretty sloppy. There was a lot of turnovers on both sides. Yes. A yes, lot of was. turnovers. Yes, there was. It makes, I mean, it's kind of exciting that Gardner Minshew, did you think Gardner Minshew would play at all this year? No. No, I thought way. he was going to kind of fade. Well, I can't say I didn't think he was going to play this year. I thought he would play and, you know, pick up one or two starts every season for the next like three, four years or something. Right. Then kind of fade away, but that's good for him. I mean, I, yeah. I don't dislike the guy. What is it? Rock flag and eagle. That's the guy. He is. He is the definition of rock flag and eagle. Yeah. But so something we talked about last week was how the NFC had what? Six uh, unbeaten teams. Yeah. And the only had two. One week yeah. and all that evened out. Yeah. I kind of think teams are kind of falling a little closer to where we expected them to be for the most part. Well, I mean, it's so early in the season. Like, yeah. we're, we're just trying to find stats to make shows Talk interesting, about. right? <laughs> but, I mean, it just, the whole argument that, that you were bringing forth was AFC versus NFC. My argument was there's no difference. There's no difference. No, there's just, just... I stumbled upon a little stupid fact that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have won the NFC division... Uh, won the Lions NFC division more recently than they have. The Central, right? Yeah. Yeah. And there was teams that went from AFC to NFC. Like if teams switch AFC and NFC, it just shows there's no difference between them. I don't know which why team, there's Which team went between. NFC to AFC? Uh, Ooh, was it Jackson? So NFC to AFC. Was it Jacksonville? Their inaugural know. season? Their inaugural season, they were an NFC team and moved to uh, the AFC. I can look it up for you quickly. Yeah, you look it up. I'll talk about uh, one of our AFC friends that I know you don't like, and that is uh, Staley, head coach of the Chargers. Um, 
what a ridiculous decision to go for fourth and one on like your own 20 with two minutes left. All you had to do was punt it, give the Vikings two minutes to go down the field, um, give them a longer field than 20 yards, and you potentially win that game. I mean, they ended up winning the game, don't get me wrong, but that what it like so lucky to get out of that because you make that decision and the Vikings who should have scored a 1000% should have scored. They're down by four needs a touchdown. Couldn't get it done. It's like his job would have been done. Right. So I gave up on my search just because it was required a lot more reading, but I'm way more into this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, um, <laughs> we'll have it for them next week. We'll have everybody updated we'll have on that next week. Um, yeah, I think he, his time, the clock is ticking on him. He's he's not they, long for this job, right? Like, he's not the guy for this job. No, and I, it's weird because a bad decision that you kind of luck out on is going to save his job for another two weeks, maybe. Yeah. They go to buy week five, so they got one game left before they have a buy. So Eckler, their best player on offense, running back, Probably not going to play next week because why not just give him two more weeks of rest? You got one game left. Um, but they lose this game based off that decision. Whether they win week four or not, you got to think that they're going to take that time to re- like find a new coach, right? You can't make that decision. That's such a dumb, like, when if it works, it works. Great. But your odds to win the game are much more in your favor with a Vikings team that's not moving the ball particularly well. Um, give them like a 60-yard field instead of a 20-yard field. It was the strangest thing all weekend. And yeah. unfortunately, they did lose one of their better uh, offensive players, Mike Williams. Torn ACL. Done for the season. Done for the season. Um, that sucks because that offense is really, really good on paper with him in the lineup. Yeah, it's but also one of those things where they can just put in Quentin Johnson and he's a he's a first so like a first round draft pick, put him in and see what he, see what the kid can do and you might not even miss a beat. No, I think they got they got players, but it, well, they got players. it doesn't seem to come together. It just doesn't seem to come together for the Chargers. No. Speaking of uh so hot seat, we'd say Brandon Staley's on the hot seat right now based on what he has to do over the next three games. Josh McDaniels on the hot seat, Las Vegas Raiders. I would hope so. It's been a couple bad seasons with him. I think it was last year's first season. Last year was his first season. Yeah. I don't like he's not a head coach, right? Like there's differences between offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator and then the head coaching job. Offensive and defensive coordinators very much are hands-on with the team and the play calls and the guys, the personnel within your defense or offense. You hang out with every day and you come up with schemes and practice with them hands-on head coach. You're kind of in the middle of this is the game plan for the offense. You give it to them. You leave them alone. This is the game plan for the defense. You give it to them. You leave it alone. You go back to your office and you deal with a bunch of other shit. Um, so I don't think he's very good at that aspect of it. What do you, what do you think his uh, strength is though? I think his strength is working schemes. under Belichick. Yeah. Like, but like schemes, like coming up with like plays and spending time, working with quarterbacks, working with the offense hands-on to get things done, like situational plays and and what they're going to do in certain scenarios, which is situational plays. Um, But that stuff he's probably very good at, but getting the team ready for a game um, as a whole, I don't think he's probably very good at. It's two different positions. Yeah, 
it's two completely different positions in the coaching world. So I, I like, I don't see why he would get more than the rest of this season if they don't start winning. No, they're one and two. Who do they beat? It's only, I know it's only uh, they won week one. They won week one against the Broncos. Okay, so congratulations, you beat the other guy. Who is he already on a hot seat? I think they invested too much in him to fire him for this season. My question with Sean Payton is this. If this season continues this way, does he even come back next year? I think he just walks away from... No, I think his ego is too big. Yeah? I think his ego is too big, and he can blame it on something. Like, this is the first season where I see what we got in Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson might not be the guy. Um, these are the changes we're going to do with this team. Like, I, I believe in the process, so to speak. Trust the process. Um, but I, I don't know his, though, man, for a guy with a big ego, but I mean, how come for on a guy like, with a big ego, people remember the first and last, right? So he goes, exactly. he wins the Super Bowl. but if he goes to Denver, he wins the Super Bowl with the New Orleans saints, goes to Denver, completely fails. Loses that's all by people 50? are going to remember. That is all people are going to remember. He got smoked. And he said it, last year on, like when he was in the booth commenting on games, he said, basically said to, a. Tango Viola, quarterback for the Miami Dolphins, is not good oh, enough not to be a quarterback. No, no, he talks shit about Hackett. He talks shit about Tua. Yeah, Hackett's done better than him so far in his first three starts for the Broncos, and yep. Tua crushed him by fifty. Yeah, they even put the backups in, and those guys scored on two plays. What do like, you think Mike about? White, um, there were two touchdowns. What do you think about Miami's coach? Uh, my, like Daniels. Dan Campbell and then Mike no, Daniels, no, not going for that extra three points. Oh, I record. see what you mean. So they're up. They scored they're, seventy. The record was seventy-two. They could they're have in gone a position to go for seventy-three. And they, I, I think it. I think you're already at the point. Just go for it, right? Oh, exactly. That my, again, I can't speak in his shoes, but you've already done like the damage is done. That team yeah. is disheartened. Whether you score 70 or 80, I don't think it really makes a difference for them. They yeah. they were crushed a long time ago. Yeah, I agree. Right? And it was, they were, and already that's also a statement. You know, you, all you're doing is putting your name in the history books, making a bigger statement. I, I don't understand the unwritten code of conduct among coaches for holding, holding back. I was just always taught, it's a competitive, these are professionals, it's competitive. You're not hurting anybody. You're not going for a dirty play. There's nothing wrong with winning, you know, amazingly, historically, I, triumphant. I completely agree. You're already running it up. Your backups are scoring points. You're in a position yeah, you to ran it up. You're up by 50. You've already run up the score. Yeah. Just go for it. It's but, actually more disrespectful to not go for it. Like you're just you're there, just be like, yeah, well, you were there, and then we're just like, ah, you know, fuck it. Like, what are we gonna lose? Let's just try to go for it. Who gives a shit? Like, you already embarrassed the other team. It doesn't matter. Just go for it. It would have been fun to see. Do you think maybe he didn't? Do you think maybe as a former Broncos employee, he thought I'll take it easy on them. I won't go for that extra three. Uh, Just to be kind of kind and courteous to them. No, I bet you he didn't even know it was the record, and was just like, we're not gonna kick the field goal. That's just these guys are pathetic. He probably thought it was so pathetic that he just wanted to go home and shower. He's like, man, this Broncos team is so bad. Yeah. So bad. Old ball boy of the Denver Broncos is what uh, Puya is referencing there. Um, 
All right, let's talk about something here that all, I thought you were going to go with conspiracy of the week, not the uh, Taylor Swift. Well, I, I got multiple. This is a conspiracy. This is an NFL conspiracy podcast now, so I got lots of conspiracies. Okay, well here, Amari Cooper. The only problem is I never, I never do my research on, I never do my research on the conspiracies. That's why they're conspiracy, <laughs> right? But that's good because I have a bunch of things here. I'm just like, I'm, I got, I'm calling so you out if you break this one. There up. was the play. Amari Cooper was called for stepping out of bounds where he wasn't even close. He went on to score a touchdown. Yep. The conspiracy theory is that that's the match fixing that they don't want to, you know, they, they for the betting odds, you know, they don't want him to reach them, uh, make the spread or whatever. Yeah. Beat the spread. I didn't check the spread, so I can't say what the spread was and spread how that was scored. three and a half. So I, that's what I mean. I don't think that the touchdown would have, it wouldn't have changed a thing. Exactly. That's why it didn't work great as a, a conspiracy theory. Yeah. But <laughs> there is a conspiracy behind it about why are the refs blowing such a bad call and why wouldn't the NFL revert to a system where you let the play run and then review it after? Well, this is exactly the thing. Is Now, he probably wouldn't have scored a touchdown if it went through um, because the defensive player stopped when the whistle went as well. Sure. It was a safety that was there to make a tackle. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, why not let the play go and then just review it? Like it was, it, he was, and he wasn't even close. I would argue that um, the Rams game on Monday night, Tutu Atwell also didn't step out of bounds and he scored a touchdown and they got the call wrong. I would argue that as a conspiracy more than this one. Sure. And they would have won that game then with that touchdown. But I, it's why not let the play run out and then call it back? Like, it's about time we just embrace technology everywhere should embrace technology in terms of, of sports. Like there's just too much human error involved at this point. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It is. But they, there, it's just that there's some plays that are reviewable and they will embrace technology. They have new cameras in different places. Um, well, they've been doing it. That's for the most part, it's 70%. Everything goes to like, it's watched immediately by somebody in New York, like their head, referee stadium or the fuck you want to call it um war room i think is what they call it yeah. and then it's sent to the microphone and directly into the ear of one of the referees so like that two second three second time can just be like we're looking at this everybody calm down and take a look at it like no harm no foul either way people are gonna be like yeah you're right or like because it's not slowing the game down anymore the reviews aren't slowing the game down anymore they're happening out of building so what happens, it's like a bing bong play. It's done, done. Before the, the whole reason they didn't use technology before is because they didn't want to slow the game down. But now it's not doing that. So use it more. Yeah, it's it's an odd one. I, I know in other sports, I don't know about football. I think I heard something about it, but I don't know if it's in the NFL that they're putting chips in balls to kind of keep I think keep they're track doing of like, you know, doing did the game. ball cross the goal line? That kind of thing. Yeah. I think that was XFL. That was, was doing, oh, yeah, it. yeah. So they can control the ball speed and all that stuff, like get it more accurately. Right. Um, the other thing that happened in the Browns game, I don't know if you saw this, but the Miles Garrett lineman for the Browns, amazing pass rusher. Usually on offense, there's a bunch of audibles and guys running all over the place trying to distract the defense. Miles Garrett was running left to right on a on a play, and the offensive lineman and the tight end were following him. To double block him. So he ran to the right side. Two guys got up, 
followed him. He ran back. Two guys got up and followed him. They had to call a timeout because they were like, Fuck, we can't, like, we just can't keep doing this. It was hilarious. I, I, I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, I've, I've never seen it that animated that way. But Aaron Donald faces that all the time. Like Sometimes you see three guys just shoving Aaron Donald out of the way. Sure, but they don't follow him. They don't follow him on the line. Like literally before the play, no, I know. Miles I know, Garrett I know went from the left side to the right side and guys followed him. Donald just stands in the middle and says, whatever, you can put four guys on me. I'm getting through. He's a beast. Um, we got one more thing to talk about here and then we'll get into some picks of the week. Um, Jamar Chase. So at the beginning of the year, he said, Joe Burrow, sit. Take the first few games out, get healthy and then come back because the end of the season is where we need you, not the beginning. Did he maybe have like kind of a, like a, Maybe be right about that because they 100%. didn't win. Yeah, if they didn't win on Monday night against the Rams, it'd be 0 3 season kind of in limbo. Can't be 0 3. Most teams that are 0 3 don't go to the Super Bowl. Um, I don't think any team that's been 0 3 goes to the Super Bowl. Um, but yeah, kind of said just get healthy and come back when we need you. We can probably win one or two games without you. Yeah, it basically he's referencing what not in the same words and not in the same thoughts of what we always talk about is the first games are just getting the rust off from preseason. The first games are the preseason games anyway. So we can afford to lose them as long as we are in sync, getting hot the right time. Yeah. Doing what we do towards the end of the season. It's better to be strong at the end of the season than at the beginning of the season. And he was absolutely right. Because when you're hurt, you just all you're doing is the more you play on an injury, the higher you increase the chance of making it worse. If you let it heal, like you can sacrifice those first two games, let it heal. Because look, in hindsight, they lost the first two games anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he was looking a little gingerly out there last night. He didn't look great. I mean, they came back and won the game. They did look better on offense. They were moving the ball. Um, well, Jamar T. Chase Higgins, finally got the ball. Jamar Chase got the ball. T. Higgins had some bad drops. Um, Tyler Boyd, I think got hurt a little bit. Um, but Joe Mixon came through Jamar Chase is back. It's a little bit more like the Bengals that we used to know. Yeah. And then on the flip side, uh, our guy Puka Nakua was, uh, Nakua was absent. He's a little bit absent. What did he finish with? Did he, cause I know that Tutu Atwell scored, um, at the end, kind of in garbage town. Puka Nakua had five, five catches, 72 yards. Okay. Atwell, four receptions, 50 yards. Higby had a good game. Well, I came late and I wasn't watching at that point, but yeah, I mean, it was the first half of that game was fucking boring. 6-6. Six, six, very boring game. Very boring game. Um, okay, so let's get to this week though. We're done with last week. We have a big game tonight. All these listeners listening on Thursday. We got a big, big game tonight. Divisional? The second of Is it divisional? Three Lions games. On Thursday, it is divisional, and it is a uh, the Packers should be getting up for this one because we eliminated them from the playoffs last year. This is their revenge game. Um, kind of the NFC North is just going to be decided between these two teams. It looks like it right now. It doesn't look like the Vikings or the Bears. Trash. Or... Bears. Trash. Vikings. Trash. Tonight, well, the Bears the are a different level of beat the Packers. They're going to be trash. Yeah. So Lions yeah, are, I, 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 it's going to be a tight game. It's going to show it's going to be Jordan Love's first big divisional game, isn't it? It is. Yeah. And it's yeah, the second game. He played the bears, but played he, the bears, but the bears are trash. Bears weren't good. This is his first divisional game at home. So his first game at home was last week against the saints, 17 point comeback, um, which the saints missed a field goal 
at the with no time left on the clock to lose it. So they technically Packers should have lost that game. But we got Lions coming into Lambeau, one and a half point favorites. So um, which which lines, Steve, do you think we're gonna get? Over the last year and a bit, it was the offense that carried the team. Defense was great. Last game, line, it was actually the defense. It was yeah. the defense. The Seven defense sacks carried. Seven sacks completely took Bijan Robinson out of the game. Um, I think I think you get both. That I was their the struggles. Like, that was their yeah. biggest struggles before was their defense. Oh yeah, their last the worst defensive team in the league last year, by far. This is gonna be. This is a different. This is so a different line this year. We're getting. Are both we getting the. Are we getting the defense getting or the offense? Jared Goff. We're getting Jared Goff throwing him. I'm on Ron St. Brown. We're getting uh, Jameer Gibbs running it up, catching balls on the side. Um, we're getting Sam Laporta through the middle. We're getting Brian Branch on defense stuffing guys. Aaron Jones for the Packers back in this game, which kind of makes me a little bit worried. But um, I think the Lions take this one just out of like sheer. I think they're going to be pumped up more for this game than the Packers, even though the Packers have everything to play for here. Are you wearing a Lions hat and sweater right now as you're saying this? Always. Yeah. Always. Yes. I have, every time I'm at home, I have a Lions hat on and a Lions sweater on. Oh, Until, that's not true. I've seen you wear a Detroit Tigers hat. It must have been the offseason for the Lions. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> um, is there any concern that Jared Goff went, I don't know how many games, but he was nearing an NFL record of Passes thrown without an interception. Now he's thrown two interceptions in two games. No, because every time he's thrown those interceptions, he's come back the next drive and scored a touchdown. Okay. I'm one of those guys where like, if it's better to, if you have a record kind of coming, it's better to have it broken. So you can just concentrate on the team and winning the game than the individual aspect of that record. Um, We also have our first game in London this weekend. So if people are uh, waking up early to watch the first game, it's Jaguars Falcons in London. Um, probably not the most exciting game anymore because the Jaguars are kind of suck right now. Um, we don't know who the Falcons are, but uh, who do you? Who's your first? You got three picks. We do this each week. Who do you have? Uh, what's your first pick of the week here? Well, I didn't want to do the picks. I, I thought we were talking about games of the week right now. It's your kind game of, of the week. Okay. What do you have? What do you, yeah. Okay. So what's I got two week? game of the weeks. Give me your game of the week then. I got two game of the weeks. I've got. One, which I think will be the most exciting game to watch for this week. Go. What's that? What's that game? That's Buffalo-Miami. Okay. I, agree I think that's that. going to be an exciting game. Their last, uh, the last time they played with both teams healthy, meaning both Tua and Josh Allen there, they are great games. Yeah, we, know, mean, we know that Miami can put up points, and it's a divisional game. Buffalo knows that that's the team that – is kind of gunning for first place in the division that they got to step up their, their if they want to win the division this is a win uh, this is a game they got to win completely so right. i think that's going to be a, a high scoring affair and i think it's going to be exciting to watch miami dolphins have put up more points in that one game than a lot of teams have all season right now i do also have the other game of the week which is basically the toilet bowl game of the week you got Denver and Chicago. Somebody's coming up with a win, unless it goes oh. to a tie, which I don't think so. Wouldn't it be funny if it did? Uh, it'd be it'd be poetic justice if it did. <laughs> but that's my game of the week. Not because I think it's going to be a great game, but just the storyline behind it. That like that is a pivotal game for one of those teams to get something going, right? 
One yeah. of you is walking out with a win. Who, if you had to choose a quarterback right now, would you take Russell Wilson or Justin Fields? For for what? What's just my for like, to, for, to build a team around or just for this season? Like just if I was for the New York season. Jets this season. If I was the New York Jets, I'd take Russell Wilson. Yeah, over I, Justin. 100%. Yeah. I don't think Justin Fields is great, but Russell Wilson, you know, he's got two Super Bowls, so um, you have to for one him. season to for both of them to build a team around over the long run. I guess I don't know. Even to build a team over the next three years, I go Russell Wilson over Justin yeah. Fields at this point. I don't think Justin Fields has got it. I've seen some of his his highlights. His decision making. Just some of his decision making is not there. Um, okay, I, I think that the uh, I think that you're right about the Miami Dolphins Bills. I think that's the the game of the week for sure. I don't. There's nothing on here that says that screams. There's anything coming close with competing with it. That's going to be a, what they call a good old barn burner. Um, all right, well, let's go with your picks then. You got, we got three picks each. So go. I always, you know, playing the favorites game, I'm taking San Francisco. I'm taking over Arizona. Arizona coming off a win, but San Francisco now aware that, hey, Arizona will come, to, come out to play. 14-point favorites in yep. San Francisco. Kansas City Chiefs over the Jets just because the Jets have not yet figured it out. Nope, they have not. And Kansas City is 10-point favorites over the Jets. Jets at home, and that feels low. Now, typically, I always go for the heavy favorites. I usually take Philadelphia over Washington, but last year, Washington handed them, I think, their first loss of the season last Divisional game, and I'm a bit weary on it because I think Washington wants to come out and play. So I'm actually going to ride the Bengals over the Titans, who seem to be stumbling quite a bit. I think... Soon enough, we're going to see the Titans' um, backup QB, the the young kid they got. What's his name? Um, Will uh... Will Levis? Will Levis? Yeah, Levis. Levis or Levis. I think soon enough. Probably not this week, but I think soon enough he's coming out. Yeah, I agree. And I'm going to take the Bengals. Two and a half point favorites going into Tennessee. That was one of my picks. So thank you for making that a great segue for me. I think the Bengals are going to find what they found in that second half against the Rams. Um, they will cover the spread of two and a half in Tennessee. I agree. I think Will Levis is going to be playing by the end of the year for the Tennessee Titans. And maybe even Tannehill gets traded to the Jets. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, I have the Baltimore Ravens going to Cleveland and beating the Cleveland Browns. The Browns are three-point favorites. But I think the Ravens are going to be pissed about that last loss. Um, I think Lamar Jackson comes back and proves that he is a way better quarterback than Deshaun Watson. And then the last game I got is the Indianapolis Colts beating the Los Angeles Rams. And I know I always pick the like the games that are close. This is a one and a half point favorite for the Indianapolis Colts in Indianapolis Rams, technically probably a better team, um, better quarterback, but I don't know something about how this, Colts team is coming together. Like Jonathan Taylor leaves in the before the season starts. Quarterback gets hurt. Um, they have to go to Gardner Minshew. It's just drag him out, beat him up football. Um, and I think the Colts get it done in uh, Los Angeles to get to another game in that division and stay on top of the AFC can I, South. Can I ask you something about Cleveland? Yeah, now, I think Cleveland's defense is going to give uh, Baltimore a little bit of trouble because their offense hasn't been amazing. So no, the defense is great. Defense Do you solely put Cleveland as one of your bottom teams just because you don't like Deshaun Watson? No, not at all. Um, I don't. I don't. I feel I like you consider that. Deshaun Watson. He was on my fantasy. I drafted him on my fantasy team this year. 
I have since dropped him. Yeah, I needed a backup just in case Tua wasn't able to take hits anymore. But it looks like Tua is actually kind of rolling with the punches, like literally and uh, metaphorically. Um, I, I just I needed somebody to back up him in case he got hurt, and I thought maybe Deshaun was going to put it together. And he had two or three games to show me he could. He didn't, so I dropped him. But um, I don't know. I like the defense in Cleveland is amazing, but I think Lamar is able to get through that pass rush with his running ability. So I think that's just what's going to happen. I, I'm not, I don't believe Deshaun Watson's a, that caliber that he used to be anymore though. If you want me to say no. that. No, I agree. No. Um, a- anything left for the games coming up this week? No, I think uh, we covered them. All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening to running down the clock. Uh, we will see you after uh, this week four's games on the weekend. Um, as always on Thursday. Thank you for listening. Hey, if you're a fan of Formula One, then I've got the perfect podcast for you. The Pit Stop Podcast, presented by the Ordinary Podcasting Network. After every single race of the Formula One schedule, Jordan and Tyler will break it down, give you some news, analysis, insight, before answering your questions and setting you up for the next race. That's the Pit Stop Podcast, available everywhere you get your podcasts. Running Down the Clock is brought to you by the Ordinary Podcast Network and is every Thursday running until the week after the Super Bowl. We hope you enjoyed enough to subscribe and tune in again next week.